Welcome guys to another episode of Reach Your Peak Podcast with your host Bobby Inright. On today's show, I'm going to speak about do you know how to train to get results? And what I mean by that is, this is something that's came up a lot over the last kind of two weeks in terms of me speaking to, to, to clients. And they're coming to me and saying, okay, I've been doing X, Y, and Z for a number of weeks or years. And now I'm at a place where I can no longer control my weight um, because I always used to be able to do that. I am maybe getting an onset of muscular atrophy, so losing muscle mass. Um, and I'm also looking at maybe potentially the onset of osteoporosis or the onset of arthritis. Um, and that kind of stemmed a thought process in me of do, do people actually understand how to train to get results and that's something that's really important and this doesn't have to be overly complicated because that's that's not that's not my point here my point here is that you fully understand the type of training you're doing and how to put everything together so we're going to break this down into a few kind of areas that are going to be simplified so you fully understand if you're doing resistance training what should you be doing if you're doing cardiovascular training, what should you be doing? If you're doing a mixture of both cardiovascular and resistance at the same time, um, what type should you be doing to suit you and to match the result you're trying to get? So our most important thing, the first thing we're going to speak about is probably the most widely used form of cardio of, of training is cardio work, cardiovascular work. Um, so what we need to understand about cardio work is what actually is cardiovascular work so cardiovascular work is um basically training the the cardiovascular system so improving heart health improving the body's ability to to pump blood around the body improving the body's ability to deal with oxygen um and and just think about your 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 general fitness level improving your aerobic capacity so one of the areas that are very very important here um is that we should focus when we do cardiovascular training two separate areas zone two training has become prevalent in in, in the last number of years now it's always been hugely important but again stuff kind of comes to the forefront of social media and media and then people start to read a little bit more about it and you see then people will start to say okay i wonder what zone two training is it is it something i should be doing to match my goals so we'll say you want to just be generally fitter you want a, a better engine per se that you're able to go out you're able to go for a walk you're able to go for a hike you're able to go for a little bit of a jog and it's not that taxing on you and you don't find it like you, you can feel you're suddenly fitter so zone two training focuses on working out at moderate intensity levels based on your individual rate of perceived exertion so that is what zone true zone two training is because everybody's different the best gauge to understand if you're in the proper zone is to measure 60 to 70 percent of your max heart rate now the easiest way and the old kind of way that we do these things is 220 minus your age is your maximum heart rate approx it's not a a hundred percent but let's just base it as kind of we get an approx figure so all you're going to do is you're going to minus your age off 220. That's a maximum figure. Get 60 to 70% of that. And then when you go out training or doing a bit of a jog or a bit of a cycle, stay within that rough area. 
So we've got zone one and zone two will be somewhere between 50 and 60, maybe 70 percent of max heart rate then we move up to a moderate medium zone which is zone three and four we're pushing up um our pace there and we're going up to about 70 75 percent of max heart rate so not to get too complicated like i said at the very start why should we do zone two training zone two training has been shown to increase the individual's metabolic threshold which in turn may increase their oxygen uptake during exercise and this um, type of training can also help to increase the amount of energy you can expend before becoming tired and sore. That is the benefit there, before you becoming tired and sore. So the, the key thing here when it comes to zone, zone 2 training is you're improving aerobic capacity. This will help support weight management 100%. It'll improve, uh, it can improve the, the, the efficiency the efficiency, I should say, of your mitochondria, which is the governing everything within your body. Uh, it can improve mental well-being because it's not that stressful. It's not that taxing kind of training. And it can support recovery. Say you did a resistance training day and you're quite sore after it, a bit of zone two training can aid that inflammation, can aid recovery because of blood flow. And then also can help blunt post-meal glucose spikes. That's really, really important because some people will get these spikes after having a high glucose meal, a high, high carbohydrate meal. So this is really important, guys, that zone two training. So when you're doing your type of cardio, if you look at what cardio you're doing at the moment and you want to just manage your weight, zone two training can be hugely beneficial because of the fact that it can it can increase your, 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 your amount of energy you can expend before becoming tired and sore. So you're able to go further for longer, meaning you're going to expel over time more um calories the other thing as well is it's it's non-stressful it's very parasympathetic driven now obviously you're building up to this so whatever cardio you're doing at the moment look at what you're doing if you're always doing higher intensity cardio maybe you're a person that is trying to get your weight down is high intensity cardio good for weight management absolutely but it has to fit the individual so look at your lifestyle look at your your kind of what way your your week is kind of tailored and what way your stress response is during the week are you somebody who's highly stressed doesn't doesn't get much sleep maybe maybe your blood pressure a little bit high maybe cholesterol a little bit high so adding in more stress from high intensity training maybe your body isn't at a place yet it's able to cope with that so remember if you've got a good aerobic base your body's ability to cope with higher heart rates and higher intensities is going to be far superior than somebody that's not and that doesn't have a good aerobic base so from a cardiovascular standpoint we need to be doing zone 2 training which is hugely beneficial for weight management stress response anti-inflammatory great for recovery and um, great for the mitochondria as well which is, is it governs everything when the body think it's a central hub of energy the mitochondria where it produces energy for exercise so that's going to improve the efficiency of that um it's going to increase blood flow it's going to be very very parasympathetic more not sympathetic stress response so zone two training 100 if you're trying to manage your weight you're trying to build aerobic capacity just be generally fitter you definitely need to incorporate zone two training and understand how beneficial it actually is now how you'd break that down is you could literally go for a cycle a walk a run or whatever and you could basically work within that realm of zone two and build your capacity within zone two that you're able to go out for a longer period of time and sustain a certain pace 50 to 60 to 70 percent just for for ease of use say 60 to 70 percent of maximum heart rate 
So that's what I want you to do with your cardiovascular work. A absolutely add in some zone two training because it's going to benefit you hugely. And it's going to have a massive carryover to whatever else you do in higher intensity training, resistance training, whatever it may be. So zone two training from a cardio stand cardiovascular standpoint is hugely important. After that, you build your base and then, guys, you can start to move into the realm of some high intensity stuff because you'll, better, you'll be fitter, you'll be better able to cope with that intensity and you'll be able to recover quicker between bouts of that higher intensity interval stuff. So mixing the two in them and marrying the two in them, two of them types or zones of training are going to be hugely beneficial for weight management, for cardiovascular health, for everything we spoke about there. So then we look at the likes of resistance training. Now, what we have to understand about resistance training, resistance training is simply lifting weights, lifting some sort of resistance against the muscular system. So what we need to think about when we talk about resistance training um, is we need to think about... Um, what type of training we're doing um, in terms of our resistance. So what type of resistance training are we actually doing? So what we need to think about when we do resistance training, we could be doing CrossFit, we, we, could, we could be doing kettlebell class, we could be doing a circuit class, we could be going into the gym and, and working with a coach on just a, a strength training a program over a couple of days a week. We could be going into the gym ourselves and working on a program or design for ourselves and our individual self and, our, and catering for our needs. So when we look at re a resistance training, a lot of people will say to me um, that, they, oh, I, I'm doing resistance training, I'm doing enough. Now, what we have to look at there is what type of resistance training are you actually doing? Are you doing a class-based resistance training program where you're continually lifting the same weight over and over and over and over again? And all you're doing to kind of make it a bit more challenging is with the same weight, just doing more reps, more reps, more reps, more reps. Now, the problem there is the body is an amazing, has an amazing facility to adapt to the resistance put on it, to to what you're trying to do, to stimulate, to would say the stimulant that's been put on the body, the body will adapt over time. So when it comes to training, we need to talk about periodization. So what I mean by periodization is, is that you are ramping up your 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 periodizing your your um what we call um challenging the body as you go through your workouts. So whether that be in a class based gym based where you're doing your own program you're with a coach wherever it may be it needs there needs to be progressive overload over time what i mean by that is and these terms are really important guys periodization that's going to be a block of training that's going to be periodized you're going to start at a certain level and then you increase that level as you go that could be adding more reps could be adding more volume could be adding more weight but we need to think about progressive overload so if you go into a class or a gym and you lift the same weight over and over and over and over again the muscular system will adapt the nervous system will adapt to that stimulation that's been put on it and then you're not going to get the same response as you possibly did in the first month or two months or week or whatever. So what we need to think about is progressive overload. So we're looking at periodizing. Periodizing with weight is very, very simple. You're going to pick a weight. You're going to do a certain amount of reps and, and you're going to do a certain amount of sets. The very minute you complete them sets and reps with that weight, you move to the next weight. You, you, you see what you can do with that weight and you have a certain amount of reps and sets for that weight. The very minute you complete all that, that could take a week, two weeks, three weeks, you move to the next weight. And then having a coach here, I think, is imperative because a lot of people will not understand these terminologies in terms of periodization and progressive overload. So what you need to do is you need to get somebody to simplify that and put it on paper for you. So you can say, right, OK, you're doing, for instance, a kettlebell swing. 
So you're 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 in, a, you're in a kettlebell class and you're doing kettlebell swing. Fantastic exercise, hugely uh, huge aer- uh, aerobic exercise as well, and it's a huge exercise for the muscular system, posterior chain, so glutes, hamstrings, really really good core, uh, upper back, all involved in a kettlebell swing. So how do we periodize and progressively overload a kettlebell swing? We're going to pick a weight. We're going to pick a, probably a time or rep range for the actual swing. We're going to pick a a volume set point in terms of how many sets we're going to do for that particular exercise and then we say we start off with an eight kilo kettlebell and we're doing 20 swings and we're doing uh three sets of that well very minute you can complete 20 swings with proper form execution and setup then we're going to move to the 10 kilo kettlebell now the 10 kilo kettlebell could be extremely heavy for you and you might say geez i can't really do that for 20 reps okay no problem we were doing three sets of 20 now we're going to bring that down to three sets of 10 so we've brought our volume down a little bit. We're still with the same amount of sets, but we've less volume, but the weight is heavier. So we're progressively overloading the weight. Now we can, uh, that 10 reps over time is going to become easy. We can increase that to 15 to 20. And then after that, we've reached the same point as we did with the eight kilo kettlebell. So now we can move to a 12 kilo kettlebell and repeat that process again. Start at 10 reps, three sets, build it up to 15, build it up to 20, and then move to the next kettlebell. What you'll find there is you've periodized your training, you're challenging the muscular system as you move along, and you are getting stronger. That's the key point here. You're building muscle tissue, you're getting stronger. The thing about a kettlebell swing, it's very aerobic driven as well. It's not like lifting a weight. It's very um, explosive movement. So we're using a huge amount of muscles here. We're, we're, we're really working the cardiovascular system along with the muscular system. So a fantastic all over exercise. So what we would call like in, in, in weight training, typical weight training, a compound exercise, a big compound like a deadlift is using a number of muscles at once to lift that weight. And you're doing that the same way as you would do your kettlebell swing. You might start off with three sets of a deadlift. You might put nothing on the bar. You might just lift the bar. Um, maybe you, you, you put on five kilos on each side and you might do three sets of eight reps. You hit the three sets of eight reps. You're happy. You hit that. It's good. You're getting stronger put on 10 kilos now you do three sets of eight reps at 10 you might only get six the first week you might only get seven the second week the third week you get eight reps then the fourth week you add more weight so you can see the way i'm talking about periodization you're periodizing your work as you go you're overloading the body as you go and you're getting stronger remember if i stuck to the the they say the kettlebell swing with the eight kilos i'm not going to get stronger yeah i might be able to swing it for 20 and 30 and 40 reps but i'm not at a point there's a point of no return there because I'm just going to have to do more and more and more volume to get a bit of a sweat on and to, to feel like I'm challenging myself. So progressively overloading weight is going to be hugely beneficial for you to gain muscle tissue, to improve the muscular system, to improve muscle tone, to improve your metabolism because you're building muscle. And, and remember, muscle is more metabolic. It burns more calories at rest than fat does. So if we're marrying the two types of training here, we're doing our, our cardiovascular work where we're doing our zone two and then we're mixing it up as we get better at zone two training and we get a great base. We're adding in a, a little bit of zone three, zone four, higher intensity work. And then we're progressively over- overloading and periodizing our weight training. That is the perfect blend. That is going to get you any result you possibly want. If you want to be fitter, box ticked. If you want a better looking body, box ticked. If you want to grow and have better muscle tone, box ticked. If you want to re- manage your weight, box ticked. If you want to aid recovery, box ticked. If you want to just feel better about yourself, feel healthier, 
improve blood pressure, improve cholesterol. Obviously, that's going to be massively dietary as well. But all these areas will improve by doing this type of training. And this is so important, guys. We don't need to be bogged down with how many days we're training and all this kind of stuff. It's just been smart when we do train. So whatever's available to you in a week. So if your goal is to lose weight, if your goal is to be fitter, if your goal is to be stronger, if your goal is to absolutely get shredded, whatever it may be. Once we have these in place, then what I would say to you to do is really lock in in the week what's 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 really attainable in terms of workout volume. So that way, if you could say to yourself, I can do three sessions a week, okay, with my workload, my life balance, I can do three sessions a week, perfect. Then what I would say to you is, if you're only doing three sessions a week, which is absolutely perfect for most people, make sure them three sessions make sense to you and your goal. Make sure you understand the type of training you're doing and the actual goal of the training session. And make sure that it marries in with what you're trying to achieve. Do you know, if you're trying to build muscle and all you do is cardio, it's not really going to work because you're not massively challenging the muscular system. You're not doing weight training. You're not doing resistance training. It's like if you want to run a marathon and all you do is weight training in the gym, that's not going to help you to run a marathon. So there has to be a marry in there and it has to be an application of what you're doing matching your goal. And once you know that and you've, you've, you've set up your plan for your three days and now you understand what type of cardio you're doing to match your goal and type of resistance training to match your goal, if you want to build muscle, um, any type of resistance training is going to help you do that once it's technically sound you're stable and mobile to do that exercise and you understand execution any type of, of of training lower body upper body is going to help you to build some lean tissue improve muscle tone it's when we get down to the nitty-gritty okay i want nicer shoulders i want nicer glutes nicer quads nicer hamstrings then we're going to bias them in our workouts we're going to do a little bit more towards the, the, the hamstrings the glutes the, the shoulders whatever it may be but generally, for general pop people, they just want to feel better, look better, be fitter, and just feel good in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. It's just a matter of being smart with your training. Have an acceptable amount of it in the week that's going to at least challenge you. And you're going to have a mixture between cardiovascular, low level at the start, building up to more higher intensity, but always having a, a, an aspect of both in your cardio training and then weight training. If you only have time to go to the gym and do a resistance training once or twice a week, just do full body. So you do some exercises are going to challenge the upper body and are going to challenge the lower body. If you're doing it from a programming standpoint where you're getting a program from a coach and you can only go twice a week, the most important factor for you there then is making sure the programming is matching your goal. And that's really, really important um, because of the fact that if you only have two hours in the week to work out in terms of resistance training, then you need to be quite smart in how you program that because you want to challenge muscle tissue at least stimulate muscle tissue at least twice a week in my opinion if you can get more that's better but if you can only get two that's no problem we can work with that but it's just from a programming standpoint and an exercise selection standpoint that has to be quite smart 
So that's where I would say to you that the less time you have to go to the gym, the more important it is for you to have a proper program in place written by a professional that understands you, your goals, your body type, your movement, your and literally your lifestyle, and then matching that in with proper programming. So at least when you do go to the gym, you know, okay, brilliant. I know that this program is matching me and my goals. So hopefully that makes sense, guys, in terms of what I'm trying to get across in this point that we need to know how to train. And remember, I said this during the week in a social media video, you look the way you train. So the type of training you do, you should look like you do training that way. And that's the important factor. Like if you just want to be generally fitter and manage your weight, cool, but you should look like that. So somebody looks at you and say, oh, you're training. Yeah, I'm doing a bit of cardio work and I'm doing a bit of, bit of weight training once, twice a week. And they say, oh, cool, you look great. That's key thing. If somebody's going to the gym and lifting weights all the time and, and, and watching their nutrition, they should look like physically they go to the gym and lift weights because they have good muscle tone, good structure, good posture, and good they, they look stronger. So that's really important. So that's where I'm coming from with this point, guys, is just to understand how to train to get results. You need to know what type of training you're doing and how that's going to marry in a match with the goal that you have. And that's important. And a lot of the time for 90% of the people, 95% of people, you should reach out and get a coach because of the fact it makes it easier for you. You get somebody in your corner that's literally going to do all the groundwork for you, all the background work for you, putting the plan together so you can go and you can execute it because we all live busy lives. So that's why we reach out to professionals, professionals to help us to so when we have the, the, that small block of time, at least we don't have to be thinking too much about what exercise we're doing and all this kind of stuff. We just know, OK, this is my program. This is suiting me. This is matching my goal. Boom and go for it. And then it's it's already periodized. And then I just need to progressively overload it. Um, or if you've got a coach, you're obviously going to push you within sessions or a class to do that. So this is really important, guys, for you to get results is understanding how to train to, to get results. And that's the key thing. So hopefully that makes sense. And hopefully you can take something from that. Any questions on it, please reach out to me on my social media platforms at coach.bobbyinright or at peakperformance.academy. And again, guys, please like, share and subscribe to the podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would share it on your social media platforms. I'm always asking every week, but people don't do it. So if you can just take a screenshot of the, the podcast and literally share it on your social media stories, I would really appreciate that because it helps to grow the channel because this is something that I've done for a long, long time and really enjoy doing and trying to get the voice across to so many people and help so many people. Again, guys, if you're looking for coaching, you can reach out to me on my social media platform. Just direct message me on, on, on Instagram all my handles are in the show notes, so give a look there. If you want help with training or guidance, that service is there for you. Please reach out. So hopefully you're having a fantastic week, and hopefully you're absolutely smashing your goals, and hopefully that you can take something from this podcast and it resonates with you so you can start to really match your training with what you're trying to achieve. Have a fantastic week, guys, and thanks a million for listening to another episode of Reach Your Peak Podcast with your host, Bobby Enright.